after reading on various topics, some of which I have discussed on the show, such as morality, after consideration and reflection on the very things that make up the individual and the society, they all came to a specific point, a point of inquiry into our very existence from individual perspectives to the collective, from a child's eye to the adult's point of view. What does it mean to be human? This is the question that rose from the introspection that came after the research and the reading that I have done, especially with accordance to the previous episodes that I have recorded. And understanding of what a human is will somewhat give a perspective on the purpose of our existence as a populace. And when translating it to its smallest aspect, it will guide the individual to a point of gain for the greater good. This won't just be beneficial for the greater good, of course. The individual does also get a sense of understanding, a sense of belonging as to, well, with regards to the existence, not just of the collective human society, but the existence of the individual. Well, the existence of the individual doesn't just um, make us question what it means to be human, it also makes us question why are we alive? Which in itself, when it comes to the ex existentialism of the question of humanity, does now translate, when you're looking at it in a collective manner, it does now translate to the question of what does it mean to be human? Now, before we get into more detail, welcome to the Theme Peace Podcast, where I discuss a wide range of topics that aim at questioning the reality as we know and believe it to be. This is episode 7, and the topic is, what does it mean to be human? My name is Ian M. Malulega. Before we get right into it, I would like to let it be known that as the audience, you need not know the ins and outs of these topics. The discussions will be concise and straight to the point. In future, the research literature of the podcast will be posted along with references used in presentation of each episode. The aim of this presentation is to create discussions around the things we see and experience. I hope you enjoy it and share your thoughts and questions and interact with each other. So, truly, what, what does it mean to be human? To be human is to be aware, to reason and to feel, and to express yourself and your experiences. To be human is not just to exist in relation to the rest of the society or the community, but to also understand that as the individual in the society, the community is also aware of your existence. Thus meaning that to be human is not only to exist in relation to your environment, but also to influence and be influenced by the environment. This was now further explained by a quote by Nikola Tesla, 
when he said that the human being is a self-propelled automation entirely under the control of external influences, as willful and predetermined as they appear. His actions are governed not only from within, but from without. He is like a float tossed about by the waves of turbulent sea. This suggests that the individuals lack agency and the mercy of external forces, which may explain the erratic behavior and the lack of control in attempt to consume and act on our desires for the purpose of you know, instant gratifications. It, 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 it implies that we may benefit from finding ways to asset our own will and navigate the choppy waters of our circumstances in society, not just individually, but as a collective. It, it, it translates that your existence is as is today because it was influenced by the society. The environment is the influential factor in your existence, thus acting as one of the predeterminations for the definition of what it means to be human. Now, Tesla's view and what it means to be human are more focused on the actualization and determinism of the individual, not having any particular type of control over their existence, but mainly having their existence influenced by the society. To challenge this, or rather, let me say, there is, however, a challenging view as compared to Tesla's view, and this view is by Hannah Arendt. Um, and it, it, it's from her literature, The Human Condition, which suggests that being human is more linked to the species' unique ability to create and sustain a world that reflects the values and identity of that particular time. Each society at each particular time has a way of being identified it has an identification factor whether it be through architecture literature art any form of creation made by man now this perspective implies that being human is not just about individual actualization but also about contributing to the collective creation of a meaningful world it challenges us to consider our role in shaping society and the values we want to uphold as a species. Thus, introducing certain philosophical questions, theories, and teachings that later turn into systems utilized for the creation of the societies we see and know today. These philosophies, these teachings, they translate to what I have explained in the previous episodes with regards to trust and truth or honesty, um, ethics, morality, modesty or moral behavior, moral ethics and so forth. Now, Arendt's philosophy or philosophical work rather introduces key activities that are essential aspects of human conditions. These key activities are labor, work, and action. She goes on to define these conditions as as such. Now, starting with labor, labor she explains it as the biological process of life, such as eating and reproducing. She argues that the aspect of labor is necessary but unfulfilling because it is a natural aspect of our existence as organisms. She goes on to write that 
what men share with all other forms of animal life is not a condition of labor, but the fact that they must labor in order to live. Which explains labor is just a natural process of existence that is required for the purpose of survival. Labor is mainly the conditioning and the knowing of the acts you should commit so that you can survive as a human being. That is breathing and of course not as a human being only but also as a species. Breathing, eating, uh, reproducing, the, this, this goes on to where we have to now meet our basic needs like your food, shelter, water and also the social um, settings or socializing rather. Her second human condition is work and she defines this as uh, it, 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 she defines this as involving the creation of objects that reflect human values and identity such as art and architecture. Arand argues that work is what allows human beings to transcend their biological needs and create a world that reflects the value and identify of the society at particular times. The identification factors. We all know how to identify ancient Rome or ancient Greece or Mesopotamia or um, the great kingdom of Zimbabwe. The architecture that was created back then was created in light and in translation of the reality to which the architects lived in. It was a translation of the time. So goes on with also the world to which we have built a foundation on from the Industrial Revolution whereby we see brutalistic architecture or brutalism architecture rather that has been a translation of the particular society and specifically time to which people have lived in. This also goes on to the um, artistic expressions uh, during the Renaissance and so forth. Her third, which is um, condition, human condition, which is action. Now, this particular activity of action focuses more on social interaction and relations. She refers mainly to the capacity of humans to engage in public life and create a shared world with others. This in turn allows humans to then express their individual unique identities and values in a meaningful way. Hannah's human conditions towards the, the definition of what it means to be human mainly focus on the existentialism of the definition. However, it does not relate its definition mainly to the environment to which the humans exist, thus making it more subjective, however collective it may be. And by collective, I mean that the conditions have a way of relating to each other. Labor is for the purpose of survival. Action is for the purpose of communicating with the society and existing within the society. And work is for the creation and interpretation of the time and society. You need to perform labor so that you can survive and perform the acts of action as part of the human conditions by Hannah, or rather around. And prior to committing towards the human condition of action, 
you are now creating a society that will allow you to perform the human condition of work, which is the creation of objects that reflect the values and identity. So you need to live to be social. And being social will then allow you to translate that socialism with um, the interpretation or rather using or utilizing any artistic and scientific and philosophical method known to that particular society at the time. This definition focuses more on humanity in its subjective level, thus stating that what it means to be human is what a person finds it to be and not what society says it is. It does, in a manner of speaking, contradict certain aspects of the scientific definition of being human and not the holistic experience. The scientific definition of human relates more to belonging to a specific species, the Homo sapiens, of course, which is characterized by a number of physical, physiological, and behavioral traits that distinguish us from the other animals. The more important aspects that distinguish us from other animals are social behavior, culture, emotions, and the capacity to reason. The scientific definition is aimed at exploring the, the existence of the species, among others not the existence of the species among the self. And the existence of the species among the self, as per definition, is what Hannah, or rather Arant, was exploring. The explanation of human evolution and the, con the, the, the definition of the species or the assortment of the species and allowing us to be, or rather, assorting the humans to be in the category or categorized as the homo sapiens is more of a collective definition or scientific definition of what it means to be human of course the another scientific definition of what it means to be human has been part of the social interpretation of what it means also to be alive or to be a human being which is a notion of, or rather it goes on to the notion of abortion. Is a baby a baby in its fetal stage? Or is it a baby when it's born? Or is it a baby when it starts kicking in its mother's womb? These areas, this, 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 of course, argument has been a form of a gray area. And I believe it has been a large conversation, more especially with regards to the abortion rights in the United States. And truth be told, yes, human beings are homo sapiens. And we are more distinguishable from other species by observable characteristics such as bipedalism. And yes, the human experience does play a role in the definition of what being a human is. What attention should be given to the importance of the integration of our disciplines to find a unitary, universal definition of certain things? I believe that Michael Terrian, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his surname correctly, but 
I believe he said it better when he said that it cannot be finitely defined what it means to be human by a single individual. And that definition cannot be used as a universal definition because the definition that comes from the individual is mainly based on his or her particular experiences. Therefore, that particular situation is more, or rather that particular definition is more subjective than absolute. It presents a more subjective truth than an absolute truth. Your definition of what it means to be human is your definition and not the societal definition of what it means to be human. Now, he carried on to say that the fully human being is a person who actually desists from a lot of his relationships with human beings and become very very aware of the inanimate from the moment you are from the moment you open your eyes he added and said the great philosopher heidegger said this in german the word for thinking duncan is exactly the same as duncan which is to thank you gratitude meaning that every thought you think should be an act of gratitude but is it so the true human being from the moment he opens his eyes is in gratitude for his life for his beingness which reflects more on what the spiritual leaders would suggest when talking about being human even so, the reality we have created, it's still a congruence of individual realities. Meaning that being human can be seen as a congruence of subjective perceptions. This now would suggest that with regards to all these presentations made from the definition presented by Nikola Tesla, the presentation of the scientific definition of what it means to be human more precisely also the human evolution by Charles Darwin and the human condition literature presented by that I just presented by Hannah Arendt each definition can stand on its own however because of the reality to which we live in those particular truths can now be taken to create a more unified reality, which is evidently what we do on a daily basis. My reality, when heard by you, the audience, gives you a perspective of my, re of my observable reality, which you will now try to find a way to relate it to your observable reality. And that particular notion of trying to relate something is how we create societies. It's how we develop understanding. It's how we make discussions, debates, and how we create our laws, our moral ethics, our way of living. The subjective definition of what it means to be human can be taken from each individual and create an objective definition of what it means to be human. It's basically like a drop of water in the ocean. Your definition is one of many in the world. This, this now led me to this one of the most inspiring music videos that I stumbled upon a couple of years ago um, by 
or wonder and the video is titled all we do you can find that on youtube where now they used kind of a docu documentary type um setting for the music video where now the music plays in the background but they have multiple people explaining to them what it means to be human explaining their existence and experiences and their accept their subjective experiences have been now taken in the creation of one single video not necessarily saying it's one single definition of what it means to be human however it's multiple definitions of what it means to be human observed from different perspectives thus creating a congruence of definitions of what it means to be human thus introducing the reality the reality of the reality we live in I wish there was a better way of saying that actually the reality of the reality we live in but it does it's a congruence of multiple realities in creation of a single reality so in light of these findings as you go on about your day and your plans as you try and find the smaller things to be grateful for ask yourself what does it mean to be human and how does your human experience, how does your subjective human experience relate to others? Thank you for tuning in and I hope to have you again next week as I take you through a journey of mindful thought and questioning about the world we live in.